1: A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has a skin, scab, or pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of the priests among his descendants. If a man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his body bare. He shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is, in fact, unclean he shall dwell apart and make his abode outside the camp. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to Jews or Greeks, or the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, Jesus dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof enough for them. The man went out, and began to publicize the whole matter, he spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, yet people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have, we might think, in our day and age, such strong laws as the book of Leviticus had. The book of Leviticus was a book of laws, and it was a book of behaviors as to how the people of God would relate to one another and to him. So today we come upon the spot in which the revelation to Moses and Aaron comes from God and talks about leprosy, talks about anything even remotely resembling leprosy, a blotch on on the skin, a, a scab, anything like that. And the rules were were really survival mechanisms for the day. The rules meant that if a person had leprosy, and then they didn't realize it was Hansen's virus, they didn't know there was a cure for it, but if a person had leprosy, they thought he could contaminate the community. So they would shun him. And he was told, or she was told, to go outside the community, don't get near people, and when people approach you, shout out, unclean. I am a leper, unclean. Well, up until the 21st century, we probably thought that reading was really out of whack, out of bounds, had nothing to do with reality. Maybe there were a few spots in the Middle Ages in which we had the Black Plague and the Yellow Fever and so on and so forth, but not us. Well, guess what? COVID hit. And as I see, we're all at a distance from each other. Everyone is wearing a mask. No one is allowed to, and the rules are lessening up, but no one is allowed to approach more than six feet another person. And the list goes on and on. So what goes around comes around. So what seemed like so out of it, the rule from God, the book of Leviticus, Now, in our century is a rule from top down, from the director of health to the local pastor. And we observe those rules. Yes, even for the same motivation that we might pass the virus on to one another. So the rules are secular. We've adapted them in our church buildings. And the rules still have the same purpose in mind to not spread the virus. But for the Jews, cleanliness was more than just the rule of the day. It was also a religious experience. For them to be clean of heart as well as clean of body was very significant. So cleanliness was very important for them. That's why... When we see Jesus being approached in the Mark's Gospel by a leper, all rules were off. All, all the regulations were ignored. Both the dialogue and then the touching. Now, you know from the word salvation, the word healing comes. So when we talk about healing in the Scriptures, especially Jesus' healings, they're also regarded as salvations. You're saved if you're touched by Jesus, especially. So the leper approaches Jesus, if you will. You can cure me. What does he know of Jesus? I don't know. There, was no, there were no Twitters about Jesus coming to town, line up outside his house, line up near the temple, he's going to heal you. No, there was nothing like that. Word of mouth got out, and this man who was suffering from leprosy, shunned by the community, has the audacity to go close to Jesus. Now realize the holy scriptures are written for us. When Mark wrote this, probably to a Roman community, did he ever know it would be proclaimed in Manhattan, New York, USA one day? No. No. He didn't know it existed. But the Holy Spirit did. And when the Holy Spirit inspired Mark to write these rules, excuse me, to write the holy words of gospel, the Holy Spirit knew that one day we would be gathering in an evening in Manhattan listening to those words of Jesus. So the man approaches Jesus. He asks Jesus, if you will it. And Jesus says, I do will it. That's for us. Let's put Mark over here for a second. But the application of the Holy Scriptures for us. Asking Jesus anything. You can't be bad enough. There was nothing worse than leprosy. And yet he had the faith. I'd say audacity, but faith. To touch Jesus, to go to Jesus, to ask him if you will it. Now... We as Catholics use that faith, I hope, every day. For the intentions of our Mass today, Mr. and Mrs. Foy, for Billy Keller, and for all those who we're praying for recovery, we offered prayers to God. And we said, if you will it, you will make them healed. You will cure them. And as time goes on, We hear the response of God back to us, I do will it. Not necessarily for their physical healing, but for our healing, the healing of our faith, for salvation. The very fact that we pray for one another shows God That we trust him. We are already saying, if you can, if you will, if you would like to. We're already saying that. Just coming to church and praying. Wherever we are, when we speak to Jesus, we're presuming our faith but we're encouraging one another as we tell those who are ill, those who are suffering, that we're praying for them. And as we pray for ourselves and our own needs, we are presuming placing trust in God, in Jesus Christ. So tonight becomes a revelation for us in the 21st century that was written in the time of Jesus, maybe a little after, maybe late 80s. But it's certainly applicable. Now, we look at our system, and I've, I've used this example before, uh, our health system in our country and around the world, but let's focus on our own and how there is, thank God, and I say thank God specifically for his intervention and the Holy Spirit getting into the minds and technology of the scientists who've created the vaccination, whether it was created this year or created a while back and slowly activated this year. The science is mankind's. The giver of the gift of using science is God's Holy Spirit within each of the scientists and those who dispense the vaccination. So you might say, we all might say, well, thank God the, the vaccinations are increasing, more are coming through, we're using the local pharmacies that besides the, the centers that have been set up. Do we thank God for that? Do we, do we hear ourselves, if you will, you, we will be healed? But as we're praying that, don't get caught up into those who have died from the COVID virus, because the act of praying is throwing ourselves to God. Just the act of praying increases our faith and our spiritual healing. God hears our prayers, and God answers our prayers, but not according to your and my agenda. We say that every time we pray the Lord's prayer, your will be done. Not an accident we pray for healing we pray for those who have died we pray for consolation we also are praying your will be done just like that man said to jesus if you will it and jesus at times intervenes in our lives gives us a physical healing but more often gives us a spiritual healing or the option of a spiritual healing Just putting ourselves in the presence of God. Just saying a prayer, no matter what the prayer is, whether it's in in verse that we know or spontaneously from our hearts, we are uniting ourselves to God. And then comes the next section. Remember when Jesus went into the house of Simon Peter and healed the mother-in-law? And what did she do? She got up and, and, and she ministered to them. She started serving them. She was healed, she was touched by Jesus, and she continues that touching. Tonight's scripture, the same thing happens in a different way. Jesus heals the man and says, okay, be quiet. The way Mark composed his book of the Gospels, it was a slow revelation of Jesus toward the end of the Gospel when he's on the cross. And the the soldiers said, truly, this is the Son of God. That's Mark's literary form. We call that the secret gospel because of that. But there's no secret. It's just a literary form that shows how Mark was intending to slowly, by the actions and miracles of Jesus, to reveal who he was. For the people in Rome, in the first century, and people today and tomorrow until Jesus returns. And what did that man do who was healed? He didn't listen to Jesus. Could you imagine Jesus heals you from leprosy and he says, "Don't tell anybody," and you go broadcasting it? So he didn't he didn't obey Jesus. We'll let it ride for a second because what he did was what you and I need to do when we pray to evangelize to take the word, the healing word of God, and tell people how God, Jesus Christ, has touched me. How I come to church and, and there's a sense of peace. How I've prayed for, for Billy and I've prayed for Mr. and Mrs. Floyd and I've prayed for so many intentions. And in the process of prayer, I'm uniting myself to God. That's evangelization. That's telling those for whom we are praying I believe in God, and I'm sharing my belief with you. And I believe in the power of God to heal, to physically heal and spiritually heal. Once we're touched by Jesus, it's almost like we can't keep it quiet. That man with leprosy, whose name we don't know, was literally touched by Jesus, and he couldn't keep it quiet. Yeah, go to the priest and fill out the the forms and tell them, you know, go get washed in a certain way and do what the book of uh, Leviticus told us. Mm, Not important. Not important. What's important to say, I was touched by Jesus and he healed me. Now, apply it to ourselves. Because some of us are touched by Jesus and we don't know it when we experience the calmness of prayer, when we go into, whether it's church or into our own rooms, and quietly unite ourselves to Jesus in prayer, whether a prayer formula or from our hearts, and when we unite ourselves with Jesus in prayer, we are professing our faith. We are evangelizing. We're becoming one with him, and we allow him to touch our whole selves, mind and body and spirit. And we we treat each other with respect. When we forgive, when we avoid prejudice, again, touched by Jesus, we're evangelizing, even in those actions the mother-in-law of Peter got up and literally served them probably something to eat and drink. Well, that's, that's an action, of course, of evangelization. What that man did was also an act of evangelization, sharing the evangelium, sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. We have Jesus. He's touched every one of us in some way. Tell people about it. Tell people how Jesus has touched you. Tell people, and if you don't wanna use such lofty words, how you've been affected by Jesus, how your prayer has nourished you, and how you felt after you've prayed for someone else. How you console those who are dying or console the families of those who are dying. That's evangelization. And there are so many ways in which we can carry on the Word of Jesus, the Word of God, to our own lives daily. Yes, in big ways, through the medical establishment and through proclamation and preaching, but in the simple ways, being touched by Jesus is a gift we can't imagine. Being touched by Jesus is a gift that we need to share every day.
0: Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. In the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200
1: fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer, what's your warrior?